0: I know you've experienced this. You're trying to have a conversation with your kids, but there's a phone in the way. And if you're a grandparent, it can be even more of a challenge, but there are some ways to overcome that. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department here at the ministry. And we're going to come back to a conversation with Carrie Casey, who has nine grandkids. Uh, Carrie spoke with Jim Daly and me about how you can have meaningful conversations with your grandkids, even in this world driven so much by technology. When you
1: are looking at the current generation as a granddad with nine grandchildren now, uh, is it a greater disconnect because of technology? Is it tougher to be a grandparent today because they're so distracted, they're not sitting there on the porch with you much anymore? Man, sometimes even at the restaurant, they're just doing phones at the table. I've right. watched that. I mean, thankfully, right. Jean's been a stickler. God bless her. I mean, we nobody has a phone at our table at the daily household right. um, when we're eating dinner together. How I'm so you,
2: proud of y'all in doing
1: that. How do you? Yeah, what do you do as a grandfather in this high tech, right. distracted, uh, yeah. grandchild environment?
2: Mm-hmm. How do you connect with them? I do believe this though biblically of how God made us. I look at my grandchildren and I ask them the questions like, so who is your dad's dad? Who is your um, mom's mom? And you're asking them questions and you get answers. But Melanie and I, and I believe all grandparents, we must be intentional. Hmm. We must focus ourselves, even when they have their phones. Don't belittle them, lay down all the laws, but make it so exciting and uh, with such great depth that they want to get to know you. And that comes through asking questions, uh, you're giving them rewards and things. And I'm finding out my spirit is deeper and better now with my grandchildren than I was with my children. Sure. In, in fact, you
1: talk in uh, Championship Grandfathering about entering your grand children's world. Now, most grandparents say, there's no way. (laughs) But talk about this relationship Mm -hmm. that a grandparent must have with their grandchildren. And this applies to moms and dads as Mm -hmm. well. You you cannot just sit back and expect your children to be part of your world without being part of their world. But it's kind of a scary world to parents Mm -hmm. and to grandparents particularly because of the age gap and what they know and what they do and what they experience is Mm -hmm. so different. How do we bridge that gap? How does a mm-hmm. grandparent enter the world of a teenager?
2: Right. Well, one thing I'm finding with us and like I always stayed in championship fathering, there are no perfect dads. So I want the dads out there and moms as well. There are no perfect fathers, no perfect grandparents, if you will. But I like to say just relax, you exhale. Mm. But then you be very intentional as I stated. But my father used to just uh, let me know, son, you don't get good until you're 50, 60, and 70. But when it really gets down to it, I'm like, dad, you ready to die? And he's like, no, son, you must experience life. And he's totally right. And so I'm finding out, why did I sweat that when I was 20 and 30? (laughs) Now I'm 61 years of age. You relax, and they will pick up on that. Your grandchildren. So you got to be very intentional of how you carry yourself, how you dress. No joke. I mean, you know, they can call you El Nerdo and all of that, (laughs) but they will be there soon. But when it really gets down to it, even how we decorate our home during Christmas, Decorated for the grandkids on their level. And so you're thinking like that, how you decorate your home. Uh, Kerry,
0: what does that look like when the grandkids come over to your house? How do you engage them? I mean, I'm guessing you don't just sit around and put up with them.
2: So (laughs) so what do you do to engage them? Well... Uh, Melanie, it's just like being here in Colorado today. I would venture back to Kansas City uh, later on today. But Melanie, she we text, email, we talk, and sweetheart, is it okay if the grandkids come over this weekend? Because we have a life as well. But she has that structure and it really helps me. So I have to focus when I go home, the grandchildren are gonna be there. And I don't go in like it's all about me. You see. Or even when they come over. So they don't come running to you? Oh, they will run to you, and they're like, they want you to know that they're there. I'm the center of attention, aren't I? (laughs) And we have to let them know that. Like when they come over sometimes, it's like sweetheart, I would look at my bride, sweetheart, look who's here. (laughs) And they just feel like they're the greatest thing in the world. And so they're children. And that's what we must let children uh, be about, uh, as you have your own children. But now the grandchildren, it goes to a whole nother level.
0: Danny, Kerry brought up how important it is to be asking grandkids good questions. That kind of cuts through some of the tech clutter, if you will. What are some examples of questions that you've found helpful as you deal with kids?
3: Yeah, a big one is, what have you been wrestling with in your mind, in your thought bubbles? What what wrestling matches have you noticed uh, in there?
0: Hmm. Now, wh- some, why wrestling? What, what are you looking for there?
3: Uh, usually, kids are wrestling with their insecurities, their anxieties, their, do, do these people like me, do hmm. they not? Should I do this, should I do that? Decision-making is a wrestling match in our minds. And so helping them see that and just say, hey, what, you, what have you been wrestling with? I want, I want to know more about that. Or what are some things you wish I knew about you that maybe I've missed along the way or I haven't asked the question? What are some of those things you wish I knew about you? Or what, what have you been dreaming about? What have you been, just uh, when you stop and daydream, what have you been thinking about? And kids love to talk about those big imaginations. I still remember imagining with my wife, uh, and my kids were there, and I said, guys, imagine if we could put uh, a zip line from this mountain to that mountain, and they're picturing, and then my wife goes, no, they don't make them that long. They, they, they don't do that, <laughs> and we just had, we had a great moment yeah. of, of talking about the, the, the way we think. We think so differently, and sometimes I, I, I really want to know what my son's thinking compared to what my daughter's thinking, so give us a great opportunity to talk about the the different ways we think, and that we don't learn about that unless we ask questions. And mm. um, one of them that I, I like to ask my son is, what do you love to think about? What is it that you love to just sit and ponder about? Because uh, he's more of a peacemaker, mm. and he's in his thoughts a bit. And uh, and then I asked my, my daughter recently, what's most important to you? I'd love to learn that about you. Yeah. Uh, so just you'll know those intentional questions with your kids, and as you get to know their personalities and what they're interested in, uh, or grandkids, ask them about some of those things they're interested in. Sometimes we assume they want to know everything about us, but this is an opportunity to jump into their their world and learn more about them. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take a little bit of intentional exploration first on what are they so interested in and begin asking questions about that.
0: And along those lines, Danny, I think your team has some questions you've already got online for our our listeners to follow up with, right?
3: Yes, we love to provide those, and we have one specific article called 50 Questions to Ask Around the Dinner Table.
0: Okay, and that's for parents and grandparents. So we'll link over to that article, about 50 Questions to Ask, in the show notes. And uh, when you're online, two things. One, we have a free parenting assessment, uh, go ahead and spend a few minutes learning about your approach to parenting and how you're doing. Um, I don't know if grandparents could benefit from taking that oh, absolutely, with, with their John. grandkids in yes. mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Take it for a spin. Let us know what you think. <laughs> and then um, get a copy of the book by Carrie Casey called Championship Grandfathering. We're making that available today to donors who make a contribution of any amount to the ministry. Uh, maybe it's a one time gift of $25 or a monthly gift of uh, $15. Whatever it is, please uh, donate as you can. We'll send that book, Championship Grandfathering, to you. We'll be sure to tune in next time. We'll hear some research and some really insightful findings from David Kinneman and Mark Matlock about young people and their faith. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting podcast.